Welcome to the yearbook 2020 President's Day Special. We'll get to that. I'm your host, Doug. To contact Doug or anyone else involved with this sportscast, says in the yearbook at hotmail.com. Subscribe. We have an archive. Uh, the podcast is available and listenable almost anywhere the podcasts are available. First of all, there's a lot of yapping going on. That's not part of it. That's a line from a mashup. But first of all, the Big Ten Conference, the Big Ten, changed its mind literally overnight and has now just suspended all spring sports instead of canceling them due to worries about the spread of coronavirus. So at first, there would be no spring sports in Big Ten country. Now Iowa softball and a raft of others could come back. Was this in response to, was this in direct response to, uh, did this actually happen this week? What a great start to the podcast. What do you say? Did this actually happen or or are we making this up? I thought the Southeastern Conference SEC commissioner had said something. I don't know whether it was directly to the Big Ten or it was about everybody else. But I thought the SEC commissioner had said something like he thought the plug was being pulled on spring sports too quickly. But either way, there's no complaint here. All right. Everyone's just trying to figure out the best way to go, the best direction to go. But I thought getting the rest of the college sports year this year called off It was being called off too quickly. Am I a doctor? No. Should you be listening to me? No. We just thought, keep all the spring teams together. Keep them all aimed in the same direction. And if things lighten up in a timely manner, maybe you can resume their seasons. Maybe in April, maybe a very condensed season in May. Although almost immediately, there's been a push to restore all of these lost senior seasons. And rightfully so. And so some athletes may not go for a two-lap shootout, a condensed season. If there's a possibility, they could get their entire senior season back next year. Although that's not a given, even though it should be. And some athletes won't want to spend another year in college. Even the ones who, as the NCAA likes to say are going pro in something other than sports. Last week, we talked about Anisha Curry, the only female coach in men's Division I college basketball. She's an assistant coach at Maine, where it's difficult to succeed. The Black Bears are on an unfortunate short list of schools, as we mentioned, that have been Division I for a long, long time, yet have never, ever made the NCAA tournament. They weren't expected to this year either, but they came way closer to Vermont than anyone expected in their league tournament last weekend, losing by only 11. Now, obviously, March Madness has been canceled, but this season wasn't going well for schools on that short list anyway. Uh, many of the teams that had never made the NCAAs, despite several decades of eligibility in Division I, had already been eliminated from their conference tournaments and weren't going to make it this season either. Maine, uh, New Hampshire, William & Mary, Youngstown State, uh, the Citadel, Western Illinois, St. Francis, New York, Grambling, and Army, they were all already done for the year before the late-week tournaments started getting canceled. But there is another. And another. 51 years ago, the University of Texas Rio Grande Valley, then UT Pan American, joined Division I. Yes, they're Division I. Now UTRGV is what they're called, and they're a small school sports-wise that has historically struggled at men's basketball and has been an independent, no conference, for large swaths of its history, which makes succeeding even harder. Now a member of the WAC, Western Athletic Conference, there has been hope under Coach Lou Hill. In three years, 
He improved the team up to a winning record last year. And this season, although they were just under 500 overall, the Vaqueros were the number two overall seed in the WAC tournament. That meant they were favored to at least be on national TV in the WAC championship game with a chance to make the NCAAs. But the tournament was canceled before UTRGV ever played a game. Uh, New Mexico State dominated that league and was the heavy favorite to win it again. So UTRGV was not likely to get off this list this season, but we'll never actually know. The University of Hartford came even closer to making its first ever big dance, big dance. The Hawks have never made it, despite being Division I since the early 80s. In the early 90s, despite a future pro on the team, Vin Baker, Hartford still never had even made their league tournament championship game. They still hadn't done that until 2008 when they did. They lost, and then they worked their way back through the America East Tournament again this season, actually reaching the title game for only the second time in their Division I history. But roughly two days before the game was to take place, the championship was canceled, essentially encasing the Hawks in amber. Hartford was in a similar situation to UTRGV in that Hartford was set to face the team that dominated their league, Vermont, So winning that game was highly unlikely, but we'll never know that. Even if Hartford and Vermont do a the best of times, way underrated movie, and come back to restage the game, we'll never know what would have happened this Saturday morning under these circumstances. So the 2019-20 Hartford Hawks walked together forever into history as a winning team and conference finalist that never got their shot. Obviously, these decisions had to be made. Again, no complaint. But the weird side effect is teams suddenly frozen forever. Would the Georgia women have made the NCAAs? Probably not, but we can't know that. Although, actually, that's a bad example because in that case, some selection committee person somewhere actually knows that answer. So, in what was a wild season, the list of longtime basketball schools that had never made March Madness could possibly, maybe perhaps, have shrunk by one. And an even longer shot would have been possibly two. Although both could have also easily lost by 20 to their respective conference heavyweights. Also, Sports Illustrated's Molly Geary did an excellent study during the season on why this wild college basketball season wasn't as wild as it looked. This was supposed to be done. This whole thing was supposed to be done for a President's Day special last month. And you know what? We forgot. That's it. We just forgot about it. It's athletes related to presidents for President's Day 2020. This list does not include uh, former Brown and Oregon State men's basketball coach Craig Robinson, who's Barack, Obama, Barack Obama's brother-in-law. Does not include former President George W. Bush, who owned the Texas Rangers and was related to a president, his dad, and was right there in the Rangers' yearbook in the early 90s, a few years before he became president. But athletes related to presidents. There's former Major League Baseball player, a name you may know, Todd Zeal, a descendant of two presidents, John Adams and John Quincy Adams. Uh, There's former Dartmouth football player Tim Cross, also related to both John Adams and John Quincy Adams. That's what it says in the yearbook. Former Air Force quarterback Steve O'Neill, Okay, this uh, at this point, this should have been just famous athletes related to the Adams family because we have another one. Is there anybody else related to anybody else? And how come the Adams, I mean, I'm sure there's a college named after them in the United States, but how come the Adams family does not have, I mean, they, they, 
they what they gave birth to all these tremendous athletes there should be a power an athletic power somewhere in this country named uh after the adamses steve o'neill the former air force quarterback is related to john adams all right here we go and uh, current university of virginia long snapper that's football enzo anthony is a relative of thomas jefferson now, as you may have already figured, just as I said that, Enzo Anthony isn't only a presidential relative. He plays at a school that his famous relative founded. Hopefully, Enzo Anthony is receiving a totally obscure buried-in-the-UVA bylaws discount. <laughs> 